It's March the 17th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends, to this year-long adventure from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. It's amazing. Here we are. We are in the middle of March. We're near the end of the book of Deuteronomy. We are right on schedule, and by God's grace, we're going to be at the end of the book of Revelation when we come to the end of December, a few months down the road. You know, I've mentioned to you several times that I appreciate all the comments that you send in. I try to read all of them. Got this one that I just think sort of sets the scene for why we're doing it this way. Uh, Some friends write, I trust you know just how wonderful this is. For years, my New Year's resolution has been to read the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation, but I usually give up by the middle of January. Thank you so much for this daily Bible reading. And then this last sentence, I trust you realize how great of a job you are doing. I suppose what I should say. Well, number one, thank you for your nice words. And I know you said you usually give up by the middle of January. Here we are. We're in the middle of March and we are still going strong. And by God's grace, if he gives us strength and the ability, we're going to go all the way to the end of the Bible through the end of the year. And my friend said, I trust you realize how great of a job you are doing. One thing, doing this kind of reading gives me such a great appreciation, which I don't think I ever had this way before, for the professional trained readers, which I certainly am not. I'm just reading it the way uh, I think any of us would. Uh, I greatly appreciate those trained theatrical readers go far beyond anything I can do, but it has been a joy. It has been strength to my own soul to read out loud the word of God and so encouraged by your comments. Thank you so much. Now today, we are near the end of the book of Deuteronomy, only one more day after this and we will be done with Deuteronomy. Today, Deuteronomy 30, 31, and 32. I want you to pay attention as I read Deuteronomy 30 because There are some familiar verses in here. I have set before you life and death. Moses said, choose life that you may live. Wow, one of the great passages, not just in Deuteronomy, but all the Bible. And there is something in here which we're going to come back to months down the road when we get to the great book of Romans. Romans chapter 10, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Many of us have used that verse in our evangelism. Just a few verses before that in Romans 10, he is going to quote from Deuteronomy 30 to show the simplicity of salvation and how God has made it available to everyone. So Deuteronomy 30, then chapter 31, Joshua appointed as the leader of God's people in Deuteronomy 32, the great song of Moses. So let's jump in then. Lord, we pray, open our eyes that we today might behold wonderful things from your word. Deuteronomy 30. When all these things happen to you, the blessings and cursings I have set before you, and you come to your senses while you are in all the nations where the Lord your God has driven you, and you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and all your soul by doing everything I am commanding you today, then 
He will restore your fortunes, have compassion on you, and gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. Even if your exiles are at the farthest horizon, he will gather you and bring you back from there. The Lord your God will bring you into the land your ancestors possessed, and you will take possession of it. He will cause you to prosper and multiply you more than he did your ancestors. The Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the hearts of your descendants, and you will love him with all your heart and all your soul so that you will live. The Lord your God will put all these curses on your enemies who hate and persecute you. Then you will again obey him and follow all his commands. I am commanding you today. The Lord your God will make you prosper abundantly in all the work of your hands, your offspring, the offspring of your livestock, and the produce of your land. Indeed, the Lord will again delight in your prosperity as he delighted in that of your ancestors when you obey the Lord your God by keeping his commands and statutes that are written in this book of the law and return to him with all your heart and all your soul. This command that I give you today is certainly not too difficult or beyond your reach. It is not in heaven so that you have to ask who will go up to heaven, get it for us and proclaim it to us so that we may follow it. And it is not across the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea, get it for us and proclaim it to us so that we may follow it. But the message is very near you in your mouth and in your heart so that you may follow it. See, today I have set before you life and prosperity, death and adversity, for I am commanding you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commands, statutes and ordinances so that you may live and multiply and the Lord your God may bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not listen and you are led astray to bow and worship other gods and serve them, I tell you today that you will certainly perish and will not prolong your days in the land you are entering to possess across the Jordan. I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Love the Lord your God, obey him and remain faithful to him for he is your life and he will prolong your days as you live in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's, that's really the end of the message. That's, that's like a preacher at the end of the sermon, giving the invitation. Now, now, having told the people, I've set before you life and death, we come to chapter 31. Then Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel, saying, I am now 120 years old. I can no longer act as your leader. The Lord has told me, you will not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God is the one who will cross ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will drive them out. Joshua is the one who will cross ahead of you, as the Lord has said. The Lord will deal with them as he did Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, in their land when he destroyed them. The Lord will deliver them over to you, and you must do to them exactly as I've commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid of them. For the Lord your God is the one who will go with you. He will not leave you or abandon you.
Moses then summoned Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you will go with this people into the land the Lord swore to give to their ancestors. You will enable them to take possession of it. The Lord is the one who will go before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Moses wrote down this law and gave it to the priest, the sons of Levi, who carried the ark of the Lord's covenant, and to all the elders of Israel. Moses commanded them at the end of every seven years, at the appointed time in the year of debt cancellation, during the festival of shelters, when all Israel assembles in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he chooses, you are to read this law aloud before all Israel. Gather the people, men, women, dependents, and all the resident aliens within your city gates, so that they may listen and learn to fear the Lord your God and be careful to follow all the words of this law. Then their children who do not know the law will listen and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. The Lord said to Moses, the time of your death is now approaching. Call Joshua and present yourselves at the tent of meeting so that I may commission him. When Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves at the tent of meeting, the Lord appeared at the tent in a pillar of cloud, and the cloud stood at the entrance to the tent. The Lord said to Moses, You are about to rest with your ancestors, and these people will soon prostitute themselves with the foreign gods of the land they are entering. They will abandon me and break the covenant I have made with them. My anger will burn against them on that day. I will abandon them and hide my face from them so that they will become easy prey. Many troubles and afflictions will come to them. On that day, they will say, haven't these troubles come to us because our God is no longer with us? I will certainly hide my face on that day because of all the evil they have done by turning to other gods. Therefore, write down this song for yourselves and teach it to the Israelites. Have them sing it so that this song may be a witness for me against the Israelites. When I bring them into the land, I swore to give their ancestors a land flowing with milk and honey. They will eat their fill and prosper. They will turn to other gods and worship them, despising me and breaking my covenant. And when many troubles and afflictions come to them, this song will testify against them because their descendants will not have forgotten it. For I know what they are prone to do. Even before I bring them into the land, I swore to give them. So Moses wrote down this song on that day and taught it to the Israelites. The Lord commissioned Joshua, son of Nun, be strong and courageous, for you will bring the Israelites into the land I swore to them, and I will be with you. When Moses had finished writing down on the scroll every single word of this law, he commanded the Levites who carried the law of the Lord's covenant, take this book of the law and place it beside the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, so it may remain there as a witness against you. For I know how rebellious and stiff-necked you are. If you are rebelling against the Lord now while I am still alive, how much more will you rebel after I am dead? Assemble all your tribal elders and officers before me so that I may speak these words directly to them and call heaven and earth as witnesses against them. For I know that after my death, you will become completely corrupt and turn from the path I have commanded you. Disaster will come to you in the future because you will do what is evil in the Lord's sight, angering him with what your hands have made. Then Moses recited aloud every single word of this song. 
to the entire assembly of Israel. Deuteronomy 32. Here's the song God told Moses to write down that would be a witness against the people of God later because God knew how they were going to turn away. Pay attention, heavens, and I will speak. Listen, earth, to the words from my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain and my words settle like dew, like gentle rain on new grass and showers on tender plants. For I will proclaim the Lord's name, declare the greatness of our God, the rock. His work is perfect. All his ways are just. A faithful God without bias. He is faith, righteous, and true. His people have acted corruptly toward him. This is their defect. They are not his children, but a devious and crooked generation. Is this how you repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Isn't he your father and creator? Didn't he make you and sustain you? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of past generations. Ask your father and he will tell you, your elders, and they will teach you. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance and divided the human race, he set the boundaries of the peoples according to the number of the people of Israel. But the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob, his own inheritance. He found him in a desolate land, in a barren, howling wilderness. He surrounded him, cared for him, and protected him as the pupil of his eye. He watches over his nest like an eagle and hovers over his young. He spreads his wing, catches him, and carries him on his feathers. The Lord alone led him with no help from a foreign god. He made him ride on the heights of the land and eat the produce of the field. He nourished him with honey from the rock and oil from flinty rock, courage from the herd and milk from the flock, from the with the fat of lambs, rams from Bashan and goats with the choicest grain, grains of wheat. You drank wine from the finest grapes. Then Jeshurun became fat and rebelled. You became fat, bloated, and gorged. He abandoned the God who made him and scorned the rock of his salvation. They provoked his jealousy with different gods. They enraged him with detestable practices. They sacrificed to demons, not God, to gods they had not known. New gods that had just arrived, which your ancestors did not fear. You ignored the rock who gave you birth. You forgot the God who gave birth to you. When the Lord saw this, he despised them angered by his sons and daughters. He said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what will become of them, for they are a perverse generation, unfaithful children. They have provoked my jealousy with what is not a God. They have enraged me with their worthless idols, so I will provoke their jealousy with what is not a people. I will enrage them with a foolish nation, for fire has been kindled because of my anger and burns to the depth of depths of Sheol. It devours the land and its produce and scorches the foundations of the mountains. I will pile disasters on them. I will use up my arrows against them. They will be weak from hunger, ravaged by pestilence and bitter plague. I will unleash on them wild beasts with fangs as well as venomous snakes that slither in the dust. Outside the sword will take their children, and inside there will be terror. The young man and the young woman will be killed, the infant and the gray-haired man. I would have said I will cut them to pieces and blot out the memory of them from mankind if I had not 
feared provocation from the enemy or feared that these foes might misunderstand and say, our own hand has prevailed. It wasn't the Lord who did all this. Israel is a nation lacking sense with no understanding at all. If only they were wise, they would comprehend this. They would understand their fate. How could one pursue a thousand or two but 10,000 to flight unless their rock had sold them, unless the Lord had given them up? But their rock is not like our rock, even as our enemies concede. For their vine is from the vine of Sodom and from the fields of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poisonous. Their clusters are bitter. Their wine is serpent's venom, the deadly poison of cobras. Is it not stored up with me, sealed up in my vaults? Vengeance and retribution belong to me. In time, their foot will slip, for their day of disaster is near, and their doom is coming quickly. The Lord will indeed vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. When he sees that their strength is gone and no one is left slave or free, he will say, where are their gods? Their rock they found refuge in. Who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings? Let them rise up and help you. Let it be a shelter for you. See now that I alone am he. There is no God but me. I bring death and I give life. I wound and I heal. No one can rescue anyone from my power. I raise my hand to heaven and declare, as surely as I live forever, when I sharpen my flashing sword and my hand takes hold of judgment, I will take vengeance on my adversaries and repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood while my sword devours flesh. The blood of the slain and the captives, the heads of the enemy leaders, rejoice you nations concerning his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his adversaries. He will purify his land and his people. Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and recited all the words of this song in the presence of the people. After Moses finished reciting all these words to all Israel, he said to them, take to heart all these words I am giving as a warning to you today so that you may command your children to follow all the words of this law carefully, for they are not meaningless words to you, but they are your life. And by them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. On that same day, the Lord spoke to Moses, go up Mount Nebo and the Abram range in the land of Moab, across from Jericho. View the land of Canaan I am giving to the Israelites as a possession. Then you will die on the mountain that you go up and you will be gathered to your people, just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. For both of you broke faith with me among the Israelites at the waters of Meribah, Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, by failing to treat me as holy in their presence, although from a distance you will view the land that I am giving the Israelites, you will not go there. So, God speaks to you and me today. He says the same thing to us today. He says it this very day. Choose life. Choose life that you may live. See, I have set before you death and life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. 
And this is eternal life, Jesus said, that you should know me, the Father who sent me. It's all right there in front of us today, folks. Choose life. Choose to serve the Lord. Go out and have a great day. Have a great day in the Lord and enjoy the life that God has given you. Choose life that you may live. Have a great day. Come back tomorrow. Guess what? We're going to finish the Pentateuch. We're going to finish the book of Deuteronomy tomorrow. God bless. See you then.